until recently heard very little from congressional Republicans about these actions, with a minor exception of a gadfly like Senator Rand Paul of Kentucky. Democrats, save for a few mavericks like Ron Wyden of Oregon, are not unduly troubled either. To the extent of permitting seemingly perjured congressional testimony by executive branch officials on the subject of illegal surveillance. The Constitution means one thing for most matters, but anything goes if someone in power invokes the sacred phrase, national security. These are not isolated instances of a contradiction. They have been so pervasive that they tend to be disregarded as background noise. During the time in 2011 when political warfare over the debt ceiling began to paralyze the business of governance in Washington and the Treasury juggled accounts to avoid breaching the statutory limit on public debt, the United States government somehow scraped together $1 billion to overthrow Muammar Gaddafi's regime in Libya, and when the instability created by that coup spilled over into Mali, provide overt and covert assistance to French military intervention there. And at a time when there was heated debate about continuing meat inspections and civilian air traffic control because of the budget crisis, our government was somehow able to raise $385 million dollars to keep a civil war going in Syria, and to pay at least 100 million pounds to the United Kingdom's government communications headquarters, GCHQ, to buy access to that country's intelligence, including its surveillance intercepts within the United States, which the NSA would be legally or constitutionally barred from collecting. Since 2007, two bridges carrying interstate highways have collapsed because of inadequate maintenance of infrastructure. During that same period of time, the government has spent $1.7 billion constructing a building in Utah that is the size of 17 football fields. This mammoth structure is intended to allow the NSA to store a yottabyte of information, which is equal to 500 quintillion pages of text, basically everything that has ever been written. The NSA needs that much storage to archive every single electronic trace you make. An evolution, not a conspiracy. Yes, there is another government concealed beneath the one that is visible at either end of Pennsylvania Avenue, a hybrid entity of public and private institutions ruling the country according to consistent patterns in season and out, tethered to but only intermittently controlled by the visible state whose leaders we nominally choose. Those who seek a grand conspiracy theory to explain the phenomenon will be disappointed. My analysis of the deep state is not an expose of a secret conspiratorial cabal. Logic, facts, and experience do not sustain belief in overarching conspiracies and expertly organized cover-ups that keep those conspiracies successfully hidden for decades. Belief in conspiracy as a systematic explanation for the functioning of a complex society is like belief in intelligent design a pseudoscience which imagines that wisdom teeth, tonsils, and appendices came about as the intentional result of a grand designer's infallible master plan. Mountains of empirical evidence teach us that those features arose by tiny degrees over eons, as random adaptations to chance and necessity, and they are not always optimal designs. Our eyes possess blind spots because they are wired backward. In the same way, mechanisms of social control evolved through historical circumstances, chance, 
and the peculiarities of human psychology. The deep state, like a set of infected tonsils, is hardly an optimal design, but it became ascendant over our traditional representative democracy as a result of the gradual accumulation of historical circumstances. Some on both ends of the political spectrum, but now mainly on the increasingly radical right, routinely liken the prevailing governance of the United States to Nazi Germany or Stalinist Russia. Aside from trivializing historical crimes of unthinkable magnitude, such irresponsible hyperbole leads us away from proper diagnosis and cure. Given that the current cries of Hitler from the right have coincided with a democratic presidency, we can safely infer a political partisanship from the people who regard Barack Obama as a tyrant unique in the American experience, but who were undisturbed by the same policies and trends under his immediate predecessor. Likewise, many on the left saw...